welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. You're listening to the final cast on Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I'm Brad. Where's Josh? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> Josh is, uh, I don't know if he's going to show up for this one or not. He might jump in mid. So uh, we'll see. If not, he has the week off. So anyway, Matt, welcome to the show, dude. It's your second time. And uh, yeah, we're going to do something different, co-host. I'm about it. This is going to be exciting. I always love being on the Paddle and Finn Network. Love the uh, love your sweatshirt. I was going to wear mine, but I knew you were going to wear yours, so I decided not to. <laughs> Good call. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's actually been your third time. I forgot you were on... One one five three, and then you were on Armando's show before. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. I guess I honestly forgot I was on the one five three one because John yeah. did most of the talking on that one. I was just kind of like a pretty face to look at, and then uh, <laughs> then yeah, I was on Armando's show. Yeah, that Armando that show with uh, Armando was pretty good, and y- yeah, you... I liked it. I mean, we really we got to talk about. I mean, I think a lot of that, like with, I mean, it's Veterans Day tomorrow, so it kind of correlates, yeah. I guess, with that show. I mean, it, I think it was a good show. It really showed people, what, you know, why some people do kayak fish and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. His show's all about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to say, ever since that show aired, all the people, or they, they nicknamed my, they nicknamed me in the group chat Ned Rig Master after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you are. <laughs> Jeez. I was just like, one, one uh, I think it was Ryan Milford. He was like Ned Rigmaster. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know you hate it, but I mean, we fish with each other like 20 or 30 times a year down the GMR, and I I could get 10 fish on a Ned Rig, and that's like, you're like, oh yeah, man, good job, as you're catching 14 every five minutes on your Ned Rig. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I've been throwing it a few few times a year, but. I, I backed off of it this year. I haven't thrown it as much. Yeah, about to say you. Uh, it's funny because I never threw a Ned rig until I started fishing with you a lot. I threw it here and there, but I, I'm a, I hate, I'm a power fisherman. I hate going slow, and yeah. uh, going with smallmouth. Obviously, in the summer, you can't always just power them in. So I started throwing the Ned rig, and then out of nowhere, you're like, speaking of, hey man, you ever throwing a Tokyo rig? And I was like, ah, I mean, yeah, occasionally, like way back when, when you're making them yourself. So I started throwing those like nonstop now, and that's all you throw. And I'll go out, and it ticks me off because we'll you'll catch smallmouth on them, and I'll be what? sitting there throwing a Ned rig or a freaking Tokyo rig and kicking nothing. Well, when we went up to the reservoirs, man, you, yes, you threw was, the Tokyo rig and caught them. Yeah, I must say that, that was, was I that was that's my new favorite. I want to live there. That was awesome. <laughs> that place you is got magical. Yeah, you threw the Cinco uh, on it. I never even thought about it. Yeah, no. Well, th- with their largemouth in there, I couldn't get a small. So, A, I'm on this big reservoir with Brad. Uh, we had another John Workman from One Bar 3 was there. Justin Marshall was there, another guy we fish with. And he's in a paddle kayak. You both have motors. 
I just got my brand new bonafide 117. I'm sitting there trying to like dying across the water with the wind. So I like finally go in a hole at that point. Every, every kayaker is known if you don't have a motor, which I, I bought at XI3 like two days after that. Yeah. Um, if you go in big water, the wind will just throw you everywhere. So I tuck back in a, a hole. I see like eight small mouth swim by me, little ones like perch out the butt. And I'm like trying to throw. I see a largey. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going after a large mouth. And then a Tokyo rig with a freaking purple flaked Senko, just back to back, what, a 17 and 19 inch small mouth. So I mean, it worked out. I love that place. It's awesome. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I remember you caught a couple good ones. And then we got right around the corner. Justin fished that whole bank. He didn't catch yep. one. We got right around the corner. I ended up catching like a 19 and a half. Yeah, I say you just smacked it. And then I got a. Uh, I was like, okay, I pushed away from you a little bit, and then I got thrown into the bank by the wind, and we daringly crossed the middle of the reservoir with your motor and almost died like twice. So, yeah, I pulled you. I forgot about that. Yeah, you pulled me, and then I don't know if I let go of the rope or you let go of the rope, but you kept going, and I'm stuck in the middle as the, like, I mean, there's white caps on a reservoir, and I'm just like, I'm going to die here. It's like 40 foot deep. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's not the dumbest thing we've done though in our lives so you know there you go <laughs> let's not go there because we've done yeah. some pretty stupid stuff we have like getting oh. kicked out of a golf course you, that happened uh, <laughs> uh remember that one time that we drifted a car with some mcdonald's trays yep yep so oh geez good times well, yeah the good the good times <laughs> yeah that was like 12 years ago so don't hold it against yeah. me people yeah before we got married both of us got married to people and had big boy jobs and we're still doing dumb stuff all the time so screw it just fishing while we do it yes yes i mean obviously yeah uh (laughs) justin dude he he cracks up every time we're on the water he's just i'm always making some weird random noise and he's just sitting there laughing (laughs) it's like I, i don't get it but it's funny i'm like i don't know i'm just having fun Oh no! I mean, I, as someone who's been front row for that too, that it's hilarious because it's out of oh, nowhere. We're, we're all fishing just nice and easy, and there's a group of five other kayakers like 200 yards down the river from us. We're going upstream, and Brad just yells like a seagull in the middle of California's beaches, and oh, you just can't. Yeah, and then uh, that it was that uh, time we went to the reservoir. John was around the corner, and he uh, he came up. He's like, "You guys were on them, weren't you? I heard you guys yelling." Yeah. like yeah, yeah we, we were on them yeah. i don't even think i've got a fish yet yeah i i do that i do that just just to be stupid but no they're not wrong but believe me there was a couple weeks no it was about a month ago me and justin was out on the river and there was a boat probably like 50 yards away from us they just got done fishing this little spot and they were floating down and i started casting there and uh I yelled real loud. I was like, whoa. And he looked over at me. I picked up my net and started doing this, shaking it. <laughs> he, he probably looked at me and was like, oh, I was just fishing that spot too. Dang. <laughs> I did that uh, the Paddle and Findale Hollow tournament. John, we were pre-fishing it, and he was around the corner from me. And I could he could just see me through the trees because it was real flooded, which sucked because all the fish I knew where they were at were all gone because they were like 
10 feet up the bank, but whatever. And I pulled my net out, acting like I'm getting a huge one. He got over. He's like, man, I was just fishing that stretch. I was like, yeah, man, I know. He's like, how big was it? I was like, I didn't get a fish. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, I hate you. He was. He was like, man, we're trying to pre-fish and blah, blah. I was like, yeah, it sucks. Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> well, man, uh, I know enough with the nonsense here. We're going to get into uh, some cool talk about some Shimano gear that you own. Uh, yes. I know we hear people talking about Shimano. They usually talk about the Corrado, the Stratic, and all this stuff. Um, they never go into depth about all the other stuff that are above that, the high-end gear. And I know, like, your collection's insane. Yeah. You're one of the only people I know that even own like a metanium and a alder band or whatever you call it. And uh <laughs> alder banum and yeah, all that stuff. So I, I figured we'd get you on to talk about it because it's freaking cool and Shimano's awesome. So oh uh, you ain't wrong. Um yeah, anybody who knows me, they I don't I don't act like I'm the tackle snob. Because, I mean, believe me, Abu, I have an uh, uh, Abu Rocket. I mean, I have other reels. Um, I've used Luz and all that. But, I mean, Shimano, in my opinion, whether you're getting just the Corrado K, no, you and me fished the living tar out of mm -hmm. a Corrado K for years. Um, they're great reels, but there is, you're not wrong. You know, you, they talk about the, the Corrado DCs like taking over the market in the U.S. because it's mm -hmm. a digitally controlled reel. And a lot of people don't realize that the Japanese market is always leaps and bounds ahead of what the mm -hmm. u.s has so like the dc technology has been out since like 13 12 or 13 with the metanium originally mm -hmm. um which i have one of those it's up in a case upstairs or I'd, I'd get it out and show you but it doesn't use um but i got one on ebay that's what started all of it and then you know i've just been i guess a lack of rhetoric blessed with the opportunity with getting some reels brand new and finding them in shops or getting them secondhand from people who we're just selling them to sell them because they needed money or they didn't use them or, you know what I mean? You know, whatever it mm. is. So, you know, they're, they're, it, it's kind of like what you said. It's not ever talked about because a lot of people mm -hmm. can't either. You can't get them like, uh, uh, what two of the reels that I'm going to show today, you can't even get them in the U S unless you order them from Japan or yeah. a small shop. Um, like the Alder Baron BFS reel, which is this little 40, little thing right there i mean it's a super small compact reel mm -hmm. that you know has been big in japan for a while but you can't even get it in the u.s and same with i'm sure you know we'll talk about later with one of my my big boy um yeah but is that a? did you say that was a bfs yeah that's a bfs which is uh it's a bfs stands for bait finesse systems mm -hmm. it's a super lightweight reel like this is a 50 size um so i mean it's you have your standard like all the reels you're probably used to are 150 so this is mm -hmm. a 50 which is more than half of the size diameter of the spool which mm -hmm. is super tiny i mean this has i don't know maybe a quarter of a spool of uh suffix 131 10 pound braid on it Jeez. and then i just run a leader like on this i have a, a real tiny finesse jig yeah um, but I use it for a Ned Rig rod, um, which a lot of guys, you know, Ned Rig, you think of, I mean, you're the perfect one to automatically say it's a spinning rod because that's what mm -hmm. we all used to run. Um, but bait finesse systems have taken off. Like this is on a Mega Bass rod, uh, Hayuga, which is a medium light casting rod. And I mean, it's it's awesome with the, you know, ability, which you've casted this rod. You played with it. I mean, it, yeah. it can. 
I was gonna say that was the rod that you had out that when me and me, you and Justin was fishing downtown. Yep, we were fishing uh, downtown and you were asking what I was throwing, and I was like, Oh, I'm throwing a Ned rig. You're like, You're casting it. I was like, I know it's awesome. <laughs> Blew my mind. I didn't know you had the BFS. Yeah, like, man. I got yeah, it's it was it's awesome. Cause I remember you cast it out and I was you're like, Man, I wish I could because you said we were a little bit downstream. You're like, I don't want to blow that area out, but I can't reach it. And I was like, Hey, watch this. And I threw dude, right like another 10 yards past. You're like, what the heck? I was impressed how far that thing casted. I was like, Holy crap. You know, yeah, trying man, to throw quarter ounce on a casting rod is not easy. So when you uh, have yeah, like an I mean, eighth ounce ned rig on a casting rod you're like oh it's not gonna go that far yeah i mean i had a tenth i mean I, i'll throw a tenth on that and launch it just one of the ewg z-man heads which great product and if you do an end of the year thing i'll be back for that one to talk about that because i liked it a lot and now i'm going away from it because hooks that suck so <laughs> which one <laughs> the ned rig you remember they came out the i'm pretty sure when they first came out i bought you and me some packs the ewg's uh oh yeah z-man yeah, Ned the Locks. Z-Man, yeah, yeah, and they were great when I first got them, because I was like, I'm not getting stuck on stuff, but hooks that suck. Yeah, <laughs> I think the reason why is because the uh, gauge of the wire hook, it's just, like, the gauge of the wire yeah. compared uh, compared to using it on a medium light, you just couldn't get that hook set. No, yeah, you can't get the hook set, and I actually found, because um, when you Texas rig something, obviously you're putting the plastic over it, and T posing the hook so it's hidden and whatnot. And getting through on doing a hook set with a medium light rod, getting through the plastic, getting into the fish's mouth, it'll either I've bent two of them out already trying to do because you have to do a meteor hook set, especially with a mm -hmm. casting rod. It's not just a you know real up, it's a like you're pitching and flipping, and yeah. uh it bends those hooks out. So I mean, I'm just going back to throwing old exposed hooks and good thing they're yeah. only like 350 I mean, at dicks. I'll just buy more. Yeah. <laughs> uh you you've seen what i do with my trds I, i'll yep. kind of texas rig them on on the yep. regular which is i do head. that now because the the regular ned rig hooks the wires the gauge wires thicker so mm -hmm. you can do that hook set and it pops right through the plastic like nothing the ewg's just you're right it's a thin wire and it just acts weird and i just it's a great concept that they put a thicker wire hook on it, i'm sure it'd be awesome but you yeah. know it just came out I'm, so maybe they'll fix it i'm sure if i threw threw it on like a medium seven foot rod or something like that'd be better, oh yeah but... it would be fine you'd have the backbone to negate it but yeah. i just i tried fishing with the ned rig with a medium rod and it i didn't get the feel i had with the medium light so same here uh yeah who did i just talk to i, I want to say it was justin he threw it we were doing a float and he recently was like i like throwing my ned rig on my medium rod yeah and we talked like, about oh. that um, back when he got his victory, cause we went out, um, over by where I, you know, where I work, you know, where I'm talking about. And we, uh, we're doing that float after work one day. I don't know what you were doing. I don't think you couldn't come out for whatever reason. And he was talking about, yeah, I'm going to start throwing a net rig on a medium. I was like, man, you're going to miss so much stuff on the bottom. And he's never, he hasn't had an issue with it and he likes mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, to each their own. Yeah. I, I, there's no wrong, wrong or right answer when, no. when it comes to fishing, but no, you do whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Sometimes there's a wrong answer. Sometimes there's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I Okay. Yeah. I'll take that back. I mean, if you throw, I've got a swim bait rod back there with a two ounce hook or two ounce bluegill on it. If you throw that on medium light, you, <laughs> you'll only be wrong once. Break your rod tip or something. Oh, you'll break your rod in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But, uh, um, it is, it is. 
Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, man, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Alderban or Alderbaron? Alderbaron. Yeah, so. let's talk a little bit more about that. Like, is it uh, the construction of it? What is it, like a metal uh, frame? So the Alderbaron, I'm actually, I pulled it up because I know quite a bit about them, but I knew you were going to ask super technical stuff, so I wouldn't know. Um, so it's the same material that's made out of the metanium. Um, let me see if I can loosen this up so I can get it to where I'm not showing a rod every two seconds. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. So it's super small, super lightweight. I mean, you're looking at actual, uh, 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 wait, Lord, I couldn't speak. So actual (laughs) weight, (laughs) it kept getting lost in me. Um, you're looking at, I mean, it's a couple ounces. I mean, it's a super lightweight reel. Um, now the drawback with something this small, is your drag is super light. I mean, it has a, your standard star drag on the side there, but I mean, your drag is super light, even at full tilt. Like that's, I usually keep it like there's all the way and I'll keep it right there. And that's only, mm. I want to say the drag is, what is the drag on this one? Da, 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 da. It's three and a half kilograms. So like, I think that's in metric is what seven or eight pounds, maybe like it's oh, not yeah. heavy at all. So, I mean, even I caught, well, it was a 16-inch smallmouth on it, mm-hmm. and at full drag, it was pulling drag like it was a half drag on a spinning Jeez. reel. So you have to really play with them, especially because, I mean, it's a super super light and thin spool. So mm-hmm. it's not like the standard MGL spool that's on the, like, my Bantam MGL or Metanium MGL, which we'll get into what MGL stands for and all that. But that's, I mean, that's a super lightweight spool, helps you cast. This spool is actually... Um, which I'm sure I could pull a picture up and show it a couple minutes, but it's a skeletonized spool to where it's got basically holes pulled through it that, you know, they recommend when you actually do it, that you, you don't use anything heavier than 10 or 12 pound braid because Japanese braid tends to go in regular fluoro sizes because Mm -hmm. you can actually crimp that spool together. Here we go. I'm going to pull it up here because I can screen share. Tell me if this is the right picture or not. Yeah, the Alder Baron BFS spool. All right. I mean, it's Here it's gnarly it looking when you're looking at it because it looks like nothing. Yeah. About to say, I mean, it looks like nothing. Like that's the 16, which is it's the same style spool in the new one, but it's just, it's the same thing. And it's gnarly because you look at it and you're like, man, that has that looks like a cheese grater. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking it at does. a bunch of forums because I just got into BFS fishing this year mm-hmm. um from watching uh what is it? It's on, I follow them on Instagram. Hookup Tackle, they're out in Arizona. They sell a bunch of JDM stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they started throwing it and it was originally designed for like trout and stuff. They'd use real tiny jerk baits with real small treble hooks and they use it for trout. And hmm. I was like, and they, they were showing the applications of, you know, small jerk baits or tiny crank baits for bass and Ned rigs. So I got it and I was reading a forum and some guy was like, yeah, I put 30 pound braid on my BFS reel and it crimped my, it literally collapsed his spool. And that spool's like not cheap. Like if I had to order another one from Japan, it's like 120 bucks for the. Oh my gosh, dude! Why would you do that? Like I don't know. What there's not a whole lot of information like on the U.S. side. Like there's Japanese forums out the ying. Like I went on one. Thank God for Google Translate, and I literally translated the whole thing into English. And I'm reading through it, and obviously (laughs) one language doesn't translate the other. And it was talking about guys using 15 pound fluoro that was warping spools, and I was like, man. Like I'm sitting here looking at this brand new. I was like, I don't want to use this. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm, that's crazy. I'd I kind of just, way. I kind of just. Well, like when we were going back from uh, that float, you're talking about downtown when you first used this. Remember, I got stuck on that that wire over top. Like literally, I was casting. Oh yeah. It. yeah, yeah. And I was pulling on it, and this 10 pound braid, this new 131 from Suffix. I don't know. It's made of like titanium or something. And it went break. And I was like, man. And I kept pulling on it, and I pulled on it enough, and I thought I heard like a clink sound and i was like oh no and I, I stripped all my line off like when i got home i cut the line there stripped it all off went over the spool meticulously like a magnifying glass and i was looking mm-hmm. at it and i was like all right we're still good but yeah man it's i mean it's a great reel though i mean this is a a, a kytec is an eighth ounce kytec finesse jig mm-hmm. with a uh baby rage menace on the back of it and i can cast this thing like 50 yards like yeah, that's easy, that's impressive and yeah, that's impressive I mean, it's crazy. Like, if you want to throw like a super lightweight, um, like application, typically you're going and you're throwing, you're using a spinning reel, obviously. And even with that, you know, I've always, to myself, how I've explained it to myself is a spinning reel is great for distance on light stuff, but you don't always get the accuracy you're looking for. A casting rod gives you that accuracy. Yeah. With this, I can throw super light applications really far, which is yeah. awesome. So, uh, stubborn fish in the middle of summer who want a smaller application. Like, I'm going to throw tubes on this next year. I'm pumped about Dude, that. Dude, per uh, I was going to say, perfect perfect combo for when the water is really low and really clear in the summertime. Exactly, because you, you can literally far away. fish a whole area without busting into it. Yep. Because, I mean, you know as well as I do, river smallmouth will let you come right on top of them before they go away. But why risk it in the summer yeah. when they're finicky? Yep. Throw to them, let them eat it on their own. But yeah, like this this reel, um, BFS is starting to get big in the U.S. Like the the Corrado BFS reels here now, mm-hmm. but it's been huge over in Japan because again they're trout fishermen. Mm-hmm. Largemouth. Fun fact for you and all your viewers: largemouth in Japan. If you catch it in public water, you're supposed to kill it immediately, like we do with Asian carp. <laughs> they do That's not crazy. want largemouth in their or in their bodies of water at all because they're invasive over there. Yeah. Um, so it's designed as a trout reel, but man, the applications for like river smallmouth or river largemouth, wherever you're at, a river fish or finicky fish, it's awesome because you get the mm-hmm. control of a casting rod and the ability to cast a light lure super far. So, I mean, yep. this thing is money. Heck yeah, dude. I uh, Final thoughts for me, man. That's, I, I know I've said it already, but I was really impressed. Like I cast that thing. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Didn't, 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 didn't think that kind of thing was possible with a uh, Ned rig on a uh, casting rod. So yeah, I, I would have never cool. thought 
when I first got it, I thought I had to feather the spool a ton. And like you saw, you can ju- you just throw it out there, and it, I mean, it just does it on its own. There's no feathering. Yep. It's really once you have it tuned in for that weight, you're good to go. Yep. And uh, oh yeah, that, that's the other thing I was going to ask you. A ten pound braid is that the uh, most you'll go, or is that that's the most I'm going to go? Yeah. I mean, there's some yeah. guys on a couple forums I've read to where they're like, oh yeah, we've pushed it to 15 because you get some light stuff. I'm not risking nothing. So I'm throwing 10 pound braid to a eight pound fluorocarbon uh, leader. And that's, it, it gives me plenty of distance to where I can cast 50, still have a little bit back on the, on the rear end of it. Um, and another fun thing is you can't use a mono backer for the braid. You got to use tape because the mono back backer will get too tight on the spool. And again, crimp. So that's crazy. Yeah, man. It's insane, but it's awesome once you learn it. So, yeah, that's good to know though. I mean, this is why we're having this. Yeah. Uh, this uh podcast here is because people don't know about this stuff so yeah so it's good to yeah. get the information out there yeah i really i really think that's going to take off because you're starting to see a lot i mean covid was the big opener so a lot of people started fishing they're new and they're getting into all the new stuff and yep. they're a lot of people are finding the ebay japanese fishing market and it is you <laughs> yeah. know welcome to the club i've been there since 2012 so <laughs> jeez yeah dude i'm not there yet just because i can't even afford like discounted <laughs> oh i mean it's it's not it's not cheap like that was uh that's yeah. a used reel from ebay and it was 290 mm-hmm. so i mean it's i mean it's that's the drawback i think that's what holds a lot of people from knowing about this stuff is because the price because yeah. you got to ship it from japan if they're already in crazy expensive in japan um so like again when we get to the big dog later on i think a lot of your viewers will be super shocked by the price tag of the real brand new so <laughs> <laughs> yes let's move to the next one what, what's the next one in line uh, let's go from cheapest to most expensive cheapest to most expensive well you have, then i'll jump i'll jump in cheapest with a spinning rod which are real which a lot of people are starting to see because it's brand new but it's the vanford yeah i mean it's still this is not peak of their technology but it's it's one of them in the u.s i mean the vanford's a super smooth reel replace the ci4 in the stratic line Mm-hmm. Um, if you've owned a Stratic and you, when you throw this, it's a whole nother ball game. Like you would really? think, yeah. I mean, you think, I mean, you get a Stratic and I have, I mean, I have boxes one, I got like three boxes of Stratics up there and they're awesome. I love the reels. They're fantastic. But this Vanford is a, is like a whole new ball game and they have spinning reels because Shimano started deep sea and offshore mm-hmm. stuff. And they have reels that go up to like four grand for a spinning reel, but <sighs> For a hundred, I think what these retail for like one ninety nine or two nineteen or something. Vanford's? Um, I thought they were two forty nine. They no, they're two, might... two two nineteen sounds about right. I think they're two. I think they are. I could be wrong, Something or that like that's that. the Stratic price. I don't know. It's in between two twenty and two fifty, and yeah. uh, but this is uh two twenty nine, two twenty nine. There we go. So I was kind of right. Um, I got two of the numbers right. Uh. But yeah, this, I mean, it's its ridiculously how smooth it is. It casts a mile if you get tuned right and you have it on the right rod for the right application. Um, I was using a little Megabass Cicada topwater because cicadas. And, uh, and you've had it tied on since like June then. I have. I've been using it a lot, but I've been getting <laughs> blow ups on it. I mean, That's the only awesome. bad, it's, it's a Japanese lure, so it's got the two hooks. Mm. I haven't changed it out to a treble yet, but I would have got more fish if I would just not be lazy and do that because I have like 4,000 trebles behind me, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is, if we're going from cheapest, this plays way above its its price tag. I mean, mm. there's some 
$350 lose reels and uh, even Daiwa reels that I played with. And this still is one of the smoothest spinning reels I've ever touched in my life. And I've touched quite a few. Yeah. I, uh, I, for some reason I thought the uh, Vanford was just rebranded Stratic. I didn't know it was completely different. See, I did too when it first came out. Cause Justin got one like right off the rip, right? When it came yep. out, he bought one and I was talking to him. He's like, he said the same thing. It's like, it's the best reel I've ever thrown. It's better in Stratix, but it's not, you know, it's, I thought it was, oh, they just got rid of the CI4 and gave it to Banford. Mm-hmm. And it's, in my opinion, no. I mean, I have Stratics that run right alongside that on the same trip. And I will do everything I can to throw that instead of a Stratic, mm-hmm. which says a lot. Stratic's great real. I love it. I've used them for years. But that Banford yeah. is awesome. You, oh, yeah, I bought a Stratic FL off of you. So You did, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I got the Banford, I replaced the FL. Um, I took it out. I bought it. I actually had a buddy buy because you couldn't get it like anywhere, like the Cabela's nearest didn't have it. The field and streams mm-hmm. didn't have it. And I had a buddy who was at fin feather and fur up North. And, uh, he was like, Hey, man, they have Vanfords. And I literally got on my phone. I was at a softball tournament, um, taking care of fields and stuff. And I got on my phone, Venmoed him the exact amount for it. And I was like, buy me one right now. So I <laughs> bought it, brought it back. I went out the next trip. I think it was with, it was either with you or with you and Justin, one of the two. And I threw it and I was playing with it. And I was like, yeah, man, the, the FL is done. I don't need it anymore. I have another Stratic. I'm good. And then I sold it to you, I think, what, a week and a half later? Yeah. So, yeah I, I, can't, I can't imagine something being better than the Stratic because, well, I, 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 you got to see where I've been coming from. So before this year, before I redid my whole arsenal, I upgraded yeah. my rods and my reels. I was using $100 rods and Fluger reels and, you know. Yeah. So anything that was that step above, like I was blown away, you know? Yeah. And that's how it was. I mean, I, I mean, just, I grew up like a lot of people. I was using a Zebco 33 till I was like 15, not even 15, like maybe 11 or 12. And then my dad bought me an Abu Garcia ambassador C3 round type reel. So it was a round bait caster. I threw that, Mm -hmm. learned to bait cast on the archaic that that is, um, which sucked, but whatever, it worked. I'm good at it now. Um, and then I slowly like went to lose like the well, my first high dollar reel I ever bought was a lose BB one. I think it was 199 bucks. Then I saved up uh, from working when I worked at Best Buy, saved up all my money for that. And I bought it. And that was I thought it was the best reel that I was like, no, there's nothing ever has been better. And then I got a Corrado K used from a guy uh, mm-hmm. 2011. Not so it wasn't a K, it was an E. And I was like, okay, this is better. And then I f- just flew down the slope of Shimano reels and JDM stuff. And oh, I have dude. never looked back. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that's going to happen to me. <laughs> it will. It, I mean, it will. Once you start using them, it's kind of like, and the Corrado, the Corrado DC is ruin. It's ruining a lot of people because they're feeling what a little bit of JDM uh, influence is doing to the fishing market. And they're starting yeah. to go, like, you know, your next bump up from a Corrado DC is either the Scorpion DC, which that's the next one I'm going to talk about. Which I actually could just get it. Um, if I don't knock all over my baits and stuff. Is oh, stupid. Rod. Or break one of your rods. I, I would be so upset because this is a Mega Bass Destroyer rod that I got secondhand and I don't have a warranty on it. And I'll oh, cry. <laughs> I will cry because <laughs> I got it for a great deal and I'm not spending 600 bucks on a rod right now. Um so like this is your, it's not necessarily your step up, 
but it's it's a different type of technology compared to the uh, the Karado DC. It's essentially the Japanese version of the Karado DC, and it's a hundred spool size instead of a one hundred and fifty. Um, but it has the same braking, the DCI or the DC five braking that's in the Metanium DC. Mm-hmm. So it controls. You can throw much lighter lures on it, and the reel itself, the chip in there, will actually control everything a lot better. To where the Corrado has the DC four. This has the DC five. So it's just it's more control over your lures. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's not silver; it's black. Um, but this is a, a JDM only version, which they just came out with the new one. Um, so I'm probably going to buy that too. My wife doesn't kill me. And, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy because back in the day, this was like, Oh, I want a Scorpion DC, the 2016. I have one of those upstairs too. And if you wanted a 2016 Scorpion DC, you went on eBay, you waited three months or three weeks, three weeks to a month to get it from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, there's, there's one guy on eBay. I wish I could remember his name. I can't, I still order stuff from him. I've been ordering from him since 2012. He runs a tackle shop in Tokyo. And, uh, but you'd wait about a month to get it. Now you can get a Scorpion DC on Amazon and today it's primed right to your house. That's nice. Like, it's crazy how, I mean, going back the JDM market's like taken over, but the Scorpion DC is kind of that next, I guess, jump in level, um, between this and like my Bantam. But I mean, it is, it's how I look at it. And this is, uh, I guess my opinion of it. It's the poor man's metanium. Because mm-hmm. a metanium, which I have one of those, it's on loan to a buddy. He's using it to fish right now because he loves it and he needed a jerkbait set up, and I've got two, so he could use that one. Um, the metanium's a, the metanium DC has the same DCI five braking system. Um, it's got an MGL spool on it, so the spool's lighter, casts a little mm-hmm. bit better. Um, the whole body is a little bit lighter than this, but that runs you about four ninety nine brand new. You can get this for three twenty nine, brand new, give or take where you're buying it from. Um, okay. So it's kind of like the the poor man's metanium DC because it does almost everything that one does. It just, in my opinion, looks better because it's black and got red accents, and that's cool. But yeah, that one does um, look cool. Yeah, I mean it's slick. I kind of upset the twenty twenty one version is like a slate gray kind of color, and it kind of upset me because the black looks sleek. I'm yeah, yeah. But, every time I hear the uh scorpion i think of the red and black yeah i would say that's i mean that's it's it still has some red accents but the red and black just looks so much better yeah um but i mean it's just it's like i said it's the poor man's metanium it's a great reel you're not spending a whole giant wad on one reel instead of like mm-hmm. yours metanium but it's that step up from the corrado um which i've got corrado dcs but i haven't even uh, i haven't even thrown your scorpion yet i've thrown about everything else but yeah but i'll say the scorpion's the only thing and the reason why you didn't throw it is the last time that we were out i i had that at dale hollow and i can't remember i've been switching rods and reels out all year like trying to find my comfort zone i don't know and i had it at dale hollow and if you go back and you watch the live stream of that you'll see they interview me and i say hey just so everyone knows the water's freezing so two of my combos went in the water a stratic and a scorpion. It was in about like four, five, four, four and a half foot of water. And I didn't care because I hadn't, I had two fish on, they broke off both. I was ticked off and I was just done with that hour. So I just yeah. went to the bank, got out, went in the water, found both of them. And in the going back to the meeting and then, you know, making dinner and re-rigging for the next day of the tournament, I forgot to clean it that day. 
So the next day it was fine. And then I let it sit for like a week and I came home and it it felt super grindy. And I was like, man, and I just kept forgetting it like (laughs) sat on my desk and sat here and sat here and sat here. And I finally was like, Oh, I got to clean this. I pulled it apart and there was dirt and grime and I had to do a whole rebuild on it, but it's good now. So you get to use it next time we go out. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was, yeah, I was about to say when people drop something like a high end Shimano, like that, you clean it. It's good. Good as new. Yeah, I will say kind, kind of like kind of like a Glock, you know, you, you drop a Glock in the mud and you clean it oh, after yeah. that and it's good to go again. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, it's it's the same concept. It's built to I mean, it's a tool. So yeah. like one of my reels is which I'll show and people I guarantee you somebody say, oh, that reel looks beat up. It is beat up. It still works perfect. Yeah. But I mean, it's a tool. So I've used it. Um, I see no point in buying something super nice and not using it for how mm-hmm. it was intended. Um, yeah, you I mean, you're buying it paperweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you're buying it to be a tool to help you do X, Y, Z with the performance it offers. So use it. So I've banged it up on stuff. I mean, this reel has been with me for like two, no, about a year. When did I get this? I think it was this summer actually for the, the last one we'll talk about, but I mean, it's already beat up cause I've used it. It's about, ba- it's bounced off of rocks. It's bounced off kayaks. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I shoved your kayak away from me one time with it because you're getting too close. I thought you were to run into me with your motor. So, I mean, which that happens every, we run into each other because we're done, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, so the next one, is there anything else you want to say before I go on? Well, I was going to go into the DC aspect real, real quick, because this yeah. is the only DC you have other, cause that I mean, I'm showing. That, yeah. Yeah, that you're showing. So yeah, let's talk about the DC real quick. I see a lot of people talking about the DC, and they're like, "How do you tune this thing to throw lures?" Uh, people get confused. They still backlash, and, I, they, and then they're like, oh, "I don't get it." Like, yeah. So there's there's a few people. You're actually the first because I think you got a DC. What a cut you bought. You got one of mine, didn't you? You either got one of mine or you bought one. I think you I bought. Remember. I think I. I think I yeah. one of mine. I yeah, you did. Whatever. You have one now. Um, and you're one of the first people that haven't had major issues with it. Mm-hmm. And But everyone else, all my other buddies who I talk to them, because again, the Corrado DC, it's like everyone and their mother has one now. Mm-hmm. Um, which in my Yakima box right there, because it's on top of my Jeep because of other issues. But all of my other reels that I use, other than the Alderbaran BFS, and the Bantam MGL and my SLX MGL. Every other reel, not spinning, obviously, but every other reel is a DC reel. It's either a Corrado DC, a Scorpion, um, Metanium DC, which I don't have to show you, but I have one of those, and a uh, Antares DC, which will be the last one we talk about. So I run nothing but DCs. The way to tune them is typically with the reel, you take off, you know, you put your lure on, you put it at the top, and you click your button. Once mm-hmm. you get your brake set up, you click your button and you work the clutch knob until the, the lure either slowly falls or if you're really good with it, you can let it fly down and then you use your thumb for everything. To optimize a DC, it's the braking system's different. So mm-hmm. one on the DC braking, which, oh, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? So the braking system's right here. Kind of, yep. you can kind of see it. So you have two, which is set for, uh, technically it's set for braid. I use it for fluoro because I 
trust my thumb a little bit and I can get yeah. a little bit extra casting. But one is completely open. Two is set for braid. Three is for fluorocarbon. And then four is your brakes or other way. Sorry. Four is your uh, brakes. Everything's on. And then with this reel, it has an extra brake setting, which is just A for automatic. So that the chip in here will actually sense what you're throwing and control the rotations of the spool so you don't get backlash. Mm -hmm. And the Corrado DC, it doesn't have an automatic setting. So you right. set your brakes to what kind of line you have. So if you're throwing braid, you put it on two. And then you set your clutch knob to where that lure is barely falling. There's no more trust in your thumb because if you do it too light, the chip won't even activate correctly and then you'll end up getting overruns a lot. Mm -hmm. And if you do it too heavy, the chip will engage way too quick and it'll bind up your, uh, your spool. So you literally set it like a, what line you're using and a slow fall of the lure and you're done. That's all you have to do. And yep. a lot of guys will run into backlashes because they'll be like, okay, well I've set the brakes right to the line, but you know, I trust my thumb. I'll just crank this all the way open. And I mean, you can do that, but you're going to be fighting it. You're literally going against what it was designed to do. It was designed to make your life easier in casting. Right. Um, so you're fighting a little bit more. So you'll get overruns. You'll get backlashes. And everyone's like, well, there's nothing great about this reel compared to whatever I'd buy for a hundred bucks, like a, a black max. It's because how they're, how they're setting it up and they're not reading the instruction. Shimano sends right. you exactly how to set up that reel. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yep. Um, and that's how it's designed to do. I mean, it's like putting diesel in your gas car. It's not designed to do that. You're going to blow something up. It's not going to work. <laughs> that's a good, good analogy. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate, man. Because I've, I've seen so many people trash the DC and I'm like, uh, I can't explain it to them, you know? Cause I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, about just, to say I'm not that. I mean, people are still, they're still, I mean, they're, it's again, American fishing culture. We're still back. We're not even DC hasn't taken over our culture yet. I mean, you go to yeah. again, Japan, almost every one of their high end reels have a chip in them. Um, I mean, there's, there's offshore big reels that are completely electronic. You don't do anything like mm -hmm. you don't reel the fish in. It does it for you, which there's some reels like that here, but I mean, it's, it's going, I mean, it's 2021. It's how I explain to people. Cause some guy was like, well, you're taking the tradition out of fishing. I see where he's coming from, yeah. but I also can do all my work on my computer and I don't have to go somewhere and I can buy True. stuff here. It's, it's, it's just what the age we live in. So instead of fighting it, just embrace it, use it and enjoy it more because I can tell you yeah. if you're using a traditional reel and I'm using a DC, I will get double the cash you have easy oh, yeah. in the same time frame Cause I'm not, I'm just throwing reel and throwing reel and I'm done. I don't have to worry about my thumb. Yep. Yeah. That's the nice thing about DC, man. I mean, 
just launching the thing and not even have your thumb on it. You just hold it in your palm and just watching it. It's, it's, yeah. It's awesome. If you get it set up like real perfect and you don't want it even a little bit loose, I mean, you don't even have to watch it hit the water. You can literally cast it, which I've done with you. You've been talking and I'll cast it. I won't even look. Yeah. My spool will stop when it hits the water. I know. Yeah. I just tighten it up a little bit. Right when it hits the water, the computer will have the spool stop. And then if you're worried about overrun, you just pull back a little bit, bring an extra line out. If there's like two inches and then you start reeling you're good you don't even have to pay attention which yep. is why i've lost like four or five fish this year because i'm not paying attention anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so have you ever heard of uh those dc chips ever going bad uh i've heard of a couple like one that went bad some dude dropped it in a it was like 30 foot down he ended up fishing it out like two weeks later Jeez. it worked fine for six months and then it went bad and he called Shimano and they gave him a brand new one. They, they literally sent him a new reel. Um, nice. They have a 10-year warranty and they don't actually have any batteries in them. That's what a lot of other people say. Well, do I have to change the batteries out? Like mm-hmm. every six? No. The battery is charged just like a, uh, kind of like how your alternator in your car charges yep. your battery in the car. It's charged by rotations. So every time you cast that, like when you get a brand new Corrado of the box, people will get it and it's like, it's not making the sound. I was like, well, you got to cast it like four or five times. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> you'll hear it's that zing and it's the chip coming to life because it has battery from getting rotations of the spool Um, that's such a cool sound oh it's awesome and there's a lot of guys who are and it's it's the i guess the generation before uh or yeah before us that are fishermen they're like i hate hearing that dc sound all day long i love it i think it's who gen x yeah pretty much i mean it's literally it's they're just it's like they're they hear it and they're like, oh, and those are the same people like you're taking the tradition out of fishing. And I was like, yeah, just, I mean, if Josh was here, he's part, I think he's part of Gen X, something like that. So I, I'd be curious what he said, he would say about it. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty chill. He's probably about it Yeah. for the simple fact that it makes fishing. It makes, once you use it, I, I don't, I mean, if you use it and you hate it and you've set it up right and you still don't like it, that's great. We're in America. You have your own opinions. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. But <laughs> If you use it, if you come from, like, for instance, you come from a, like, a loose speed spool, and then you use this, it's done, and you're like, oh, okay. A lot it's of exactly, people use it, and they're done. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I had a loose speed spool LFS and went to the DC. Yeah, and I remember, because I was, when we started fishing this year, I had all these DCs, and you're like, ah, man, I don't really, because I asked you, I was like, you want one? He's like, and you literally were for a said. I don't really see a need for it. Like this reel works fine. And then you got one. You're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I saw uh, John B's videos and stuff too on yeah. YouTube. I, I was always wondering, well, what the heck is that zinging noise? You know? Yeah. And that's I, speaking of John B. That's why I really got into it because he bought a 13 yeah. or a 12 metanium DC. And I was watching a video <laughs> sitting in our apartment, watching a video. And I was like, I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> and then I got I literally got back from boot camp in 2012 and I went on eBay with all the because you can't spend any money when you're there. And I yeah. took like a wad of my boot camp and just bought a I bought one off eBay and then had to have my mom send it to me because I shipped to the house and I wasn't here anymore. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> well, cool, man. We hit that. I'm glad we hit that just to get that little bit of info out there. So um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what's the next one you got up on your lineup? Oh, uh, next one is the Bantam MGL. If I can again. MGL. Not yeah. Let's talk about the MGL. What it, What does that stand for? What does it do? So the MGL spool, it's it's super super light. 
and it's designed to basically reduce inertia while you're using the reel. So it's a lot smoother as it's going. It doesn't just use the bearings in the reel. Um, cause a lot of people, when they look at Shimano, they're looking like, uh, for instance, the lose pro TI is a, a 12 ball bearing reel. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot of ball bearings to make it super smooth. Um, just to make sure I'm correct. When I say this, this should be, yeah, this is an eight ball bearing reel. Um, and it is just as smooth, if not smoother than the, uh, pro line lineup of Abu or, uh, lose with their 11, 12. And I think they have one reel now. It's like 14 or 13 ball bearings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly because that spool is, is designed to basically reduce all the extra inertia in the bearings itself. So it helps you with casting. It helps you, especially with pitching and flipping, for example, you can mm-hmm. find whenever you pitch and flip, if you miss up, if you mess up a pitch or a flip, you'll get so much overrun or it'll, it'll backlash on you or something because you're only going five or six feet or 10 feet or however, what are your pitches? This actually, when you pitch it, it takes a lot of that guesswork out of it. And you can really take control of that. Like during the actual, when I'm pitching and flipping, this is on a medium heavy, uh, avid X rod. Like right now it's got a, a blade bait on it just cause we were went to that reservoir and I was like, I'm going to throw a blade bait and just jig it. Didn't do anything, but I threw it. Um, but normally I'll have a Texas rig on this or Tokyo rig. It's usually my go-to Tokyo rig rod because I can pitch and flip this mm-hmm. without having to worry about that extra runoff that I'm going to get. Um, another big thing with this one, because the Bantam MGL is the Japanese version of the uh, Cronarch MGL, which we sell here in the States. It's They're close to the same thing. This uses a hollow body core, so... Whenever you take apart a, a reel, this whole side plate will flip up to get mm-hmm. that spool out. You can see how this is circled right there. This actually yeah. will pull all the way out. So it's a hollow body design. Everything with this reel is other than what's in the sp- or the uh, the handle bearings is all actually based right here. And you can pull all of that out at once. Spool and your side plate bearings all come out. So it makes the reel a lot lighter. Um like right now, this reel's on here, and the balance is so far tipped up here. I mean, my balance on this rod is probably, I wouldn't say like right up here instead of being right at the reel seat because this reel right. is so light. And this uh, is a full crazy. size reel. I mean, it's it's a hundred and fifty size reel. Um, your standard star drag. I mean, nothing's really different of it. Um, but you start to get to some of these higher end ones, and these are all made in headquarters in Japan. So this is a pure 100% Japanese reel. This, the Metanium, um, the Cronarch is now being made in Japan. For a while, it's being made in Malaysia, where like the Scorpions and stuff are, which it's the same people that run the Japanese run, run that one. So no quality issues. But this is when you start seeing some of their extra stuff they throw into this. So, I mean, you have this, and this is right from Shimano's website, just so I get it exactly right for all the tech nerds out there. Um it's a full body. It's all already hollow core, but it's a full body aluminum frame. So this whole mm-hmm. thing is made out of aluminum. So again, they're really banking on it being super light. And this is the yep. 2018 version. They're coming out with a 2022 version that's supposed to cut this weight down by half. I don't really? know how they're going to do that, but it's going to be like a ridiculously light full size reel um, that still has all the capabilities this does. Because now, when you cut, if you cut this in half, you're getting down to BFS weight. Yeah, and that's if it can do everything this can do with a 65 pound braid, 
that'll be fantastic. Like that'll be a, a no doubter. Maddie buys one and sells this one or retires yeah. or something because I mean, it would just make life so much easier. And a lot of people don't realize how much it plays, how much your real real ways when you're fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you have a heavy reel, you don't think about it, but a hundred casts into the day, your arm starts getting tired. And mm-hmm. a lot of people is like, Oh, it's cause I'm throwing a heavy bait or it's cause I'm throwing a heavier rod. It's really, I mean, the rod plays into it too, but if you have a heavy reel, you're not, you're going to feel it earlier in the day. You will later, which yeah. will, make you stop fishing quicker because you're tired or you're you won't make as accurate cast or whatever just because you're tired like any other sport you do so yeah it, it's kind of like uh a bending branches paddle like an angler pro paddle compared Perfect. to an angler uh ace yeah i mean i've and so for somebody who owned an angler ace at the beginning of the season and then watched you paddle through everything and not get tired with your pro and said screw it and i just bought one uh yeah it's a lot more things come into this, come into fishing in general that people don't think about. Like, I mean, even as much as the clothes you wear, I mean, I can, I'm way more comfortable fishing in the summer than I am when it gets cold out. I mean, you wear yeah. a dry suit, so I can only imagine what extra stress that puts on you when you're fishing. Um, eh, I mean, when I have to bad. fish in full waders, I get butt hurt because I'm got an extra, <laughs> extra weight on me. I don't want to have on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can tell you this has no DC technology in it. It's all traditional. And this is easily one of my favorite reels that I own. Um, it looks it, cool, man. It's, I mean, it's almost everything Shimano. That's another big thing they have going with for them is they are super, I guess, insightful in how they make their stuff look. Yeah. It looks sleek. Like it yep. looks like something that when it sits in your hand, it's got that, oh man, this looks good. Like that's. In my hand, it looks compact, it looks small, it doesn't look big, and it still has all the capabilities a larger reel has, and it's, I mean, it's its just awesome. And everything they put into it, they make a, a great looking package, but they also add everything inside of it. So it has all your latest, greatest technology for bearings and your braking system, and mm. um, it's got a carbon drag in it. I mean, it's got a carbon fiber drag in it. It just, I mean, it just works awesome, and it's fantastic. So, yeah. I don't know. It's well, it's easily one of the favorite. I am uh so I have a Shimano SLX was one of the cheaper mm-hmm. uh, reels that they offer, and I'm looking into replacing that one with a higher end uh, reel. So uh, the rod MG. that I throw it on is a moderate rod, and I okay. throw my crankbaits and stuff on it. So, what kind of would you consider an MGL for that setup? Uh, yeah. I mean, with a moderate, moderate rods, like that's, I mean, if we're, we go into rods, it's a whole nother ball game of yeah, like information and stuff. I mean, I know I was throwing a lot of guys have been throwing crankbait, which you can, I know guys who still throw crankbaits on fast rods and they like it and it works fine for them. I've been throwing crankbaits on a moderate rod since 2011, no 2000. Yeah. 2011. Cause I got a, when KVD was with lose, they had the KVD crankbait special rods. Which you actually threw that rod. I let yeah, you use that for a while. Yeah, the composite one. Yeah, and that's a moderate rod. Um, but for a moderate rod, you want you want something with a that's going to give you a little bit of forgiveness. Sometimes that rod will do some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, an MGL would be fine. I mean, the, the joy of an MGL is it's not really other than like the Alder Baron BFS reel that has a style MGL in it. The normal MGL rods or reels, excuse me, are completely determined on what you want to do. There's no technique they can't do well. Um, for instance, my uh, jerkbait rod had an, 
um, a Tanium DC. That's what I was using it for was jerk baits. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll transition that reel over to my crankbait rod, which has an S- SLX MGL, mm-hmm. um, which is a more less expensive reel. Um, I, I mean, I love that reel to death, but it's you can get it here. It's a great reel. I think it's like 150 bucks, and mm-hmm. it is awesome. I love that reel because it has the MGL spool, and I was using the Metanium. And sometimes the DC with thrown on that moderate rod, the way that the moderate would snap, it would make that DC want to stop for a second. And then oh. pick back up, which you got a little bit of overrun, and it might just be my MGL. I don't know, um, but I went to a just a, a MGL, or it might be just my Metanium, and I went to an MGL straight reel, and I, I mean, I love that thing on a crankbait setup. It throws a moderate rod, no issues yeah. at all. Yeah, I was I was debating the SLX MGL for my crankbait rod, just because I, I like the. Uh, profile of the slx reel like it feels good it's just the slx reel is you know i'm getting spoiled with the dc and stuff now so i'm like i want something better than the slx and there's i mean so here's an slx mgl um it's kind of got that bantam style on it which they designed this after the bantam now does it have the aluminum body no um does it have the same carbon drag no it's got the uh kn handbrake and or kn uh with the the hagani breaks in it and the Hagani drag, which it's still a good reel. This is on a Mega Bass Destroyer X7 moderate, which I use for crankbaits and uh chatterbaits. I got a jackhammer on it right now. Yeah, um, that's that's a whole nother discussion there. Chatterbaits on a moderate or a fast rod. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I was all about fast rods for a long time and I yeah. started I read uh I read a forum somewhere. I can't remember what it was and they were talking about throwing bladed baits on a moderate rod and mm-hmm. evergreen made the first chatterbait rod and it's mm-hmm. literally called the chatterbait rod. It's a moderate rod. Oh. And I threw it on this cause this is a, I was using this for jerk bait or for crankbaits, And I was like, well, I'll try it. I just got this rod. So whenever you get a brand new, like this is a destroyer X seven. I got it luckily from a guy who's selling it. It's like a $600 rod. I got for like two fifty. I looked out big time. Holy um, crap. Yeah, I know it's insane, but I didn't pay that. Um, which a lot of this stuff that you see, my Bantam, I bought brand new. And then the Vanford I did, the Scorpion I did. Um, and then one of my destroyer rods I did, but this one, and then like the, uh, what the, and Terry's I got secondhand. Mm-hmm. A lot of my higher end stuff, I just find deals and I find people who bought them, used them for six months, didn't like them and they don't, can't justify the cost and they sell it and I get at a discount. So it's awesome. Facebook marketplace is the place. Um, <laughs> but I started throwing this on a moderate and I, I mean, I, it, it just overall, everything about a moderate rod feels better. I'm going to uh, have to try that, it with certain techniques. Um, I know, uh, the moderate Douglas rod that I have, it's an LRS. It, it is really soft. Yeah. It's a and real they're, soft moderate. Yep. They're super soft like that one. Um, it's a little stiffer moderate rod. So I use it mm-hmm. for jackhammers. Now I actually have a, a, I don't, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know where it's at right now. It's somewhere in here. Um, but it's a G <laughs> Loomis moderate rod that I use for cranks and it's super soft because when the fish grabs on that, um, bait, you're not wanting, the reason you have a moderate rod is for when you do your hook set, you're leaning into it instead of cranking on it because you mm-hmm. don't want to rip those trebles out of the fish's mouth. You just want to set them in there and keep tension yep. so the fish can't shake it. And I can tell, I mean, there's guys who I got into fishing last year who went to a moderate rod this year and said 
left and right how <laughs> said left I'm and right how they uh how they were able to keep fish better on on yep. uh treble baited fish just because you're just you're using leverage on the fish and you're holding the bait up in its mouth and it can't shake it because you always have tension on it because the rod will play with that fish a lot more than a fast rod that'll just yep. move with it yep. so i completely agree leverage. man i got that moderate rod and i was like man i, I don't think i lost <laughs> the fish on a crankbait or anything this year i was impressed yeah since i've switched i mean obviously i've broken line um with them and whatnot i i've lost like three muskies on a moderate rod but that's because they're stupid and i don't want to get so um <laughs> but i don't I, I don't think i've ever lost like if my line is good my trebles are good and my rod's not trash like i've beat the crap out of her or something and it broke i don't think i've ever lost a fish on a good hook set from a moderate rod um mm-hmm. and it's it literally plays because you're using the rod for the technique it's designed for yeah um Kind of the same thing with that jackhammer. Once I went to that on a moderate rod, which you catch fish all day on a fast rod. I did it for three or four years. I know. I think you still throw jackhammers yep. on a fast yep. rod. Yep, and you'll catch fish all day, but when you get that, you get a little stiffer moderate. You can do your regular hook set, drive the barb past the fish's mouth, and then it plays with all that extra slack you're getting because the rod's giving and weighing with it a little differently the fish can't shake it as well. And you just get way more fish. I didn't lose a fish this year on a chatterbait or jackhammer on a moderate mm-hmm. rod. I caught quite a few cause I love that bait because I'm a power fisherman and I like to fish fast. Heck so. yeah. Oh, I'm a big chatterbait fan too. So I love the jackhammer. Right, great baits. I, I, I stockpile. I stockpile Dude, all right. Fire crawl. <laughs> I don't think people understand. All right. When Matt says stockpile, he means stockpile. You see his basement, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you you own like you, you could like fill up like a hundred tackle boxes probably easy. Easy. I've got nine full ones down there full of one like two of them are full of mega bass jerk baits. One is full of just different jigs. Uh I had to fill this one today because I ran out of room and that's Three sixteenth Texas rigs. I mean, nail weights j- or tube jigs. Uh, another great product that hopefully I'll be on for the end of the year thing, because these these Nico O ring things are amazing. Those things are freaking oh. awesome for wacky rigs. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know if they're they're like brand new. Of course, I don't have nails because I'm a nervous fighter, so I gotta get these out of here. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, it's bad. My wife gets so annoyed because I bite my nails all day. <laughs> Literally, that's that's a wacky ring. Oh, that camera yeah. sucks. So, and then it has you put the hook through that top eye right there. I can't even see the top eye. I can see the yeah. But say so you can barely see it, but you put the bait there and the hook up there, and it saves every time you hook the fish. The bait will automatically ride up the hook every time. You'll never lose it. Oh, I didn't lose cool. one senko when I started using that. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I'm have to check that out. That day we were out fishing. And we kept losing. We got like 30 fish on wacky rigs. Yeah. Um, and we kept losing. We ran out of the color. They were biting. So we had to like try to trick them and we stopped catching fish. Yep. After that, never lost a single Sanko on a wacky rig ever. That, Unless my that's line broke. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, it was, I, I've never, uh, you had to buy special pliers for it. Kind of. You don't really need to, but it comes in a kit, but I don't care. They're awesome. Nice. Someone have to check those out. Um, yeah, so uh, what was that? He, you're not wrong. I have a problem. I mean, there's all those that's that's these are all hooks. Uh, I have a line winder machine 
because I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> yeah. I about to say, I got, I got that also had a great deal because a store was going out of the fishing business and I got it for like 40 bucks. That's like a really good deal. So yeah, I don't even have to line my reels up like a normal person anymore. It's awesome. I feel super awesome about it. The the, per, the perks of working at Gander Outdoors. Well, the perks of working there when they had the fishing department and the hunting department and everything because they don't anymore. Yeah. But I got, I mean, I got, I came out okay. So yeah. there you go. But um, how many how many more reels you got? I've got just uh, technically. I mean, I have the metanium just not here with me. So if you want to talk about it, we can. Um. I mean, I have. If you want to pull a picture up, you can. I've got the box for it. Well, I don't um, have it with me. But which I got which one were, more. Uh, Antares and the Metanium. Is that the last two? Yeah, the last two were the Metanium and the Antares because you're the Metanium DC. I talked a lot, a little bit with the Scorpion. It's four ninety nine. Yeah. It is the pinnacle of Shimano reels you can get domestically in the U.S. Um. It's the basically what started the whole digitally chip or digitally controlled chip phenomenon with shimano um mm-hmm. it's got the dci5 braking system it's a metanium body so it's super light um it's got uh what carbon it's got carbon ball bearings in it. it's it got a carbon drag it is yeah you're about to pull a picture up yep so i mean it is it's the pinnacle of what you can get in the u.s um I mean, when you when you tell someone what your reel made out of, they ask you, and you're like, "Oh, it's aluminum or it's plastic or and this is made out of a, a, a rare metal." So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is easily. I, I used to say it was the best casting reel I ever had until I got the Antares, and that thing will keep up with that metanium all day plus another 15 yards. It's insane. Which we'll get yeah. to that after this. But I mean, this reel is the metanium that you're seeing. It's it what got me into this whole rabbit hole of jdm stuff and it's every time a new one comes out i end up taking my wife off and i go out and i buy a brand new one at cabela's <laughs> dicks or ebay so she she rather prefer ebay though so yeah well, well i prefer ebay. ebay because i can put it on paypal and no one has to know there you go yeah <laughs> you, you got the secret i've done the same oh, yeah. thing <laughs> yep paypal is where it's at man all my stuff paypal credit I mean, Yep, PayPal credit. Pay, they had the pay for four thing now, so you can split up in four payments. So now it looks even less suspicious on the card. Uh, so there's that. It's always a plus. Um, I mean, yeah, PayPal's PayPal's the plug, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. so the last yeah. one is this. I, wanna... I, 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 I want to talk a little bit about this one because... It is an expensive reel. Is it a DC? It is. Yeah, it's a DC. If you want to pull it up, okay. I mean, that would. I'm sure people would want to want to see yeah, it. It's an expensive reel. I've never even heard of one until you said something about it. So. Yeah, I remember we were going out and we were fishing. And I was like, "Hey, man, I got an Terry's." You're like, "What is that?" I was like, yeah. Oh, my friend, it is. <laughs> it is a sweet knees. reel, man. Oh man, it's awesome. I mean, if if I was having to buy one brand new. It would be, I would, I would, I would just like sell a kidney or something. Um, <laughs> like I'll see if I can find this, uh, where the cost is. There we go. Is, uh, is this the one that I got the throw that was right-handed? Yeah. It's, okay. this is the, it's so good. No, it's lefty. It's a left-handed lefty. The one okay, that you, maybe throw, it's a a, you let me throw the Bantam is the right-handed. This is the yeah. only lefty in my whole arsenal. 
and I don't care if it feels weird because it's so awesome. So, like, you look at this, and this reel, I mean, it's a big reel. It's a lot lighter than uh, it looks, but this is Shimano saying, hey, for freshwater fishing or saltwater, because it can do both, we don't care how much it costs. We want to make the best possible reel that money can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having that DC5 or DC4 braking system, this has a 4x8 DC system in it. Um which is pretty insane. So if you open a regular DC up, it doesn't look like this. So that's essentially a mini computer in there that is running everything in there. So you have, it's got essentially four, how it was explained to me, because I'm not an engineer or tech wizard or anything. It's got one major chip and then three other minor chips that are helping it cast. So you have your, Tension knobs set right there and on the internal side of the DC. It's not actually on the outside. You have your line control right there. Um, this will actually control the full spin sh- uh, tension of your spool on top of having a clutch control knob. Um, but this is this is Shimano saying, hey, we want to make the best reel that you could possibly buy. And like I said, I mean, it's, it's, oops, wrong one. it's beat up. I've, I've beat it up. And this thing still is one of the best reels i've ever used i mean for example if you want to talk about quality i've never switched these bearings out and this is second hand to me wow and it flies and that's just a handle yeah i mean it's it's bulbous sits in the hand it's huge but it is it is awesome open up that side plate and close it again i want to hear the sound of it (laughs) it's worn so open it sounds like a freaking a slide on a handgun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> that's awesome. They, they didn't skip any. And this is the 2016 version, which, what you pulled up, they, they made a newer one since then, but it's pretty much still got the four by eights. Um, and that actually hasn't hit full market. But you saw all that in there, all the, the spool tensions you got, the line settings, and then you have an additional brake setting on the outside. Mm-hmm. So you can fine tune this thing all the way down to whatever you want. Um, this real brand new, if you were to buy it right now, um, this is from my favorite discover Japan website, the 16 in brand new condition is seven thirty four forty seven. Jeez. Nowhere near the most expensive reel you can get. Cause you can get spinning right. reels that are a couple thousand, but this is one of the most expensive casting reels that you can buy. And this is shimano's top of the line reel that they've ever made casting wise yeah so um, yeah, yeah. you kind of you, you talked about that a little bit um one of the i uh, so i i've seen a i don't know if it's a saltwater reel or what about have you ever heard of van stall yeah the van stalls reels are those are like you're a cult follower because those are a couple yeah, of those those are sweet. Yeah. Oh, they're they sick. Awesome. They look awesome. They are. Uh, my buddy was making a joke. He was like, next thing we know, Matt's going to come into work and he's going to be showing us his van stall spinning reels. And I was like, man, I, I value life and my wife would kill me. Cause they're, I mean, those are, those are pricey. I mean, you can buy yeah. a car with what you would buy a van stall for. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they kind of look like a traditional reel, like, well, like a vintage reel and like a cross between a vintage and like a modern. It's, they're kind of yeah, weird. It's, it's, it's kind of like the best way I had it described to me 
was you know how people are buying records and record players now again yep. again and they buy a record player that looks like it was made in 1940 but yeah i mean that thing looks like it was from a bygone era of fishing it does and Check that out. that's one of their i mean this the steel x series they have series that go all the way up into the thousands that's their starter end. I think that's like 800 bucks. I think you can get yeah. a little bit cheaper one like the VR. Yeah, the titanium, the steel, titanium VR are a little bit cheaper, but yeah, I that's mean, crazy, you get them man. up in the grands. So, yeah, it's like old meets new with old styling, but all new tech inside. Um, this thing looks like it just came off a mothership. It does, man. And I mean, this looks futuristic. All and this came out in sixteen, and this looks like it's still. We're not ready for it. It's. It has. Are, have they not updated it since then? No, they haven't made a new one yet. They're. They're okay. talk. They released a teaser last year that they're working on one that should be out in twenty twenty two, which I can only imagine what's going to be in that one if they're updating this one. Um, Twelve chips. You. Can, I you mean, will not backlash, and if you do, you suck. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm here for it, man. I will beg, borrow, and steal my way to get one. Then I come back on the show and show you as I haven't bubble wrap. Um, well, we'll, we'll just you'll you'll just hold it up for an hour in the light, and, and then I'll just add yeah. music going. Oh, that's the that's all the show is the whole time. It's just me. It's just me holding it like this and just block me out while you just look yeah. at it. I mean, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. I mean, some of the stuff, and I I was talking to a guy yesterday because he's on the JDM craze now, um, and some of the stuff that's coming out in Japan is insane and a lot of people like i said earlier are starting to get into it um like i know when i first got my first mega bash rod this year you started playing with it when i first got it mm-hmm. and you're like oh man this thing's awesome and this i mean this is a, a 2018 mega bash rod mm-hmm. and this still plays i mean i've had i've had an nrx in the past i've had a couple nrx's um i've had really like some evergreen rods and everything and that's a jdm rod but the mega for me like for instance mega bash rods are fantastic it's it's i wish i could get more of them just not enough people in the area that i go to buy rods cheaper have them and they cost like 600 bucks and i can't just fill my whole arsenal with them but you know they're some of the most sensitive yet strongest backbone rods i've ever used in ever period and uh, i believe it man it's just jdm stuff man it's just it's insane it's a whole rabbit hole you can go down i mean all the way down to jdm crawls like i was showing you these before we started um just the thought process and design process they put into a crawfish and they design them for bass and they don't like bass there it's always bugged my brain for japan as they design all these baits like i mean kai tech before it got bought by ketchco was a japanese brand Mm -hmm. and they're they're designing them for i mean you know you get giant kai techs that are that long i don't know what trout over there's eating a nine inch kai tech um i don't know where's see if i can find it in my hodgepodge of bullcrap i got sitting everywhere oh i don't think i will <laughs> it probably fell or something it's probably stuck down in a hidey hole and i'll find it in two to four years um oh no here it is yeah you, you hear mega bass you hear brands mega like bass Shimano, draft. So. yeah what is what's what's eaten i mean a six inch lure a lot of fish will eat that but that's designed for bass Oh yeah, as a, I mean that's a Japanese trend co- or company tried and true. I've caught so many fish on these mega bash, mega bash mag drafts, and they fish for trout and they hate largemouth, except for the two that, uh, that have them. That big swim bait game is a different, a whole another level of. Uh, it's just it takes 
some experience for sure. I I have never even thrown one, so. But I don't know. You you hear of Mega Bass, you hear of Shimano brands like that, that, and immediately immediately you know that like top of the line. Oh yeah, I mean, so even that Mega Bass you're talking or uh, Swimbait game. This is so I'm not a, I'm not a tackle snob. This is a Abu Toro Beast, big old ginormous predator reel, mm. and that's a Gantrell bluegill. That's a JDM bluegill. I'm pretty sure they don't have bluegill in Japan if they hate bass. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. a I mean that's a mega bass or a, a Gantrell bluegill on that. And this is you're not wrong. It's a whole new game. I've I've been in it for a while and I'm still feel like I know nothing. Um. But well, you're you're also in Ohio too now. I mean, we don't have the caliber of fish to eat that really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got I actually got two hits on that. Surprisingly, the place we were uh, getting all those fish on the wacky rig, I had a fish break really? off on on a nine inch mag draft. Wow. Um, back in that corner where it was all that that uh, grass that was on top when we were going through there, and then we busted yeah. back out. I threw in a pocket, and I had a bass come in, and I watched a carp. I don't know why. I didn't know carp did this. That's why I hate carp even more now. But I watched a carp just like spear this bass and knock them off and broke my line. <laughs> it was weird. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, mostly because I lost it broke it broke 20 pound line and a nine inch mag draft. And that's I mean, that's like 12 bucks. That's, oh yeah. That's expensive bait compared it to is. for plastic. So yep. um, but yeah, I mean, down in North Carolina and whatnot, I was throwing big baits. I mean, largemouth that live there in like the brackish water have either not gotten eaten by an alligator or a giant red. So yeah, like they're, they're decent size and down South. Yeah. You'll see them more, but I mean, you guys got, you have guys like uh what's his name? The pro for Zaldane. He throws yep. the nine inch versions of this for smallmouth. Yeah. He catches them all the time. So, I mean, bass are in no way, shape or form a stupid fish. I don't believe they are. I think they're fairly smart because you could throw the same color Senko for two weeks and they'd stop eating it because they know it's not food. And I'm going to, suffocate until they put me back in the water um but they also when it comes to eating they'll eat something twice their size try to anyway i mean i've watched i've seen largemouth dead on top of water with a 14 inch crappie in their mouth so yeah that's crazy and it was a 14 inch bass and it was eating something the same size it was it just head first so yeah i must say i mean they're they're, when it comes to eating their trash cans they'll eat everything if their (laughs) the opportunity presents itself (laughs) So, I mean, you'd be surprised. That's the goal next year. The goal next year is to catch at least 50 fish on a big swim bait. So, that's a good goal, dude. I'd like to see goal. how you come out on top. That'd be that's cool. That's the goal. I'm going to be, every time we go out, I'm going to be throwing that mag draft in the river for smallies for a hot Heck minute. Yeah. And once I get two or three on the sixth inch, I'm going to move to the nine. And then I've never seen Zaldine catch a smallmouth on anything bigger than the nine. So I'm probably not going to do anything bigger than the nine. But largies, I'm going to throw some, I've got some biggins next year planned. Heck yeah. So. Sweet man. Well, cool. We're winding down, dude. You want to uh, shout out any sponsors you got and stuff? Uh, shout out to Biome Power. They're my battery sponsor for my kayak. One five three baits. They've been on the show. They sponsor the show. Um, really, that's that's about it. I kind of dwindled down. Well, Wicked Weights. Hey, forgot they're new. Uh, Wicked Weights. Stop on over there. Get you some weights. Some of the best tungsten you can get because it's super small. Because it's pure tungsten. I know Brad knows all about it um yeah i'm all about stuff. it i mean the tried and true it's one of the best the wicked willow yep. it's a fantastic hook um 
but yeah, that's, I mean, that's really about it. It's uh, everyone watching. I don't, I think this will come out either later this week or next week sometime, but veterans day, thank a veteran go out of your way, especially them being Vietnam guys. Cause they didn't get a whole lot of things when they got back. That's about oh, it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, we got your, uh, um, uh, Instagram, uh, Oh yeah. Me. Instagram handle, uh, <laughs> down on the ticker below. So, uh, people that are listening, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram. My handle is Matt Souders Fishing. Uh, that's where I post everything. I've been a little bit of a hiatus. Unlike Brad, I'm not lucky enough to have a dry suit because I spend all my money on high-end Shimano <laughs> stuff. Um, and it's hunting season. I've got two bucks I'm looking for, and I want to shoot them really bad. So those, and in between duck and dove, and if it if I can hunt it, I, I shoot it. So kind of a taking a draw down a little bit. Um, I'll probably get on the water a little bit. You'll start seeing some more posts on there, but yeah, Matt Souders fishing on Instagram, head over there, give me a like and follow on some posts. There's some stuff I think you'll really like, especially how me and Brad rigged up my bonafide S or, uh, my RS 117. Um, last sponsor, Loveland kayak canoe. If you're in the Ohio area, definitely check them out. They'll get you set up on anything bonafide Jackson kayaks, anything like that. They will let you come out, look at them, um, on days that's nice, you can get on the water in them on a demo. Great people down there. Um, that's where I got my bona fide, and I have no problem next year going back and hopefully sneaking a P127 out the door before anything else. Oh, advice. man. Heck, yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> yep. I'm excited to try it out, too. So Yeah, so, I think it's going to be – I don't know. The fact that it already has a motor guide mount on the front, I can just pop my XI3 yeah, on it. I mean, that's nice. – that's just awesome. They just know what the, they know what the community is starting to do. So, oh yeah, it's to be yep, smart move to, for sure. Yeah, we had to make some modifications to make mine work. So <laughs> <laughs> we did, but it's all good. It looks oh, it good works. Still. So, oh, yeah. it looks great. You can't tell. Yep. Cool guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode talking about Shimano and stuff. And maybe we changed your mind and uh, you know uh, spread the gospel of Shimano. <laughs> hey, let's hope. I tell you what, man. There's every. No matter what company you use, if it works for you, I'm happy for you. If you go to Shimano, you'll never go back. I promise. That's the truth, dude. Because I'm, you know, I'm I'm with them 100 now. So. Yep, you're there. Shimano, Shimano sponsor me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, make that a twofer. We're a package deal because I really need it. Heck yeah, I'm just joking. But yeah. all right, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks for having me.